Welcome again to another episode of the Box Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. This week we will cover several topics hitting all four major sports leagues in the U.S. But before we do that, let's catch up. How's your weekend going? It's going pretty good. Um, last night, uh, me and my wife watched a movie on Netflix. Uh, it's called The Lovebirds. Um, it was interesting. It's a rom-com. So, you know, we watched that. It's with the guy from uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, Com- I hope I'm not butchering his name. Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, Did you it? butchered it. I butchered it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm, that's, I've written it in, like, Kumail Nanjiani. Is that it? I believe it's, I believe it's Kumal Nanjiani. Well, it has an I in it, so I thought it was Kumail. Well, either way, he's in it. Uh, he's funny. It's a, it's a, yeah, he's funny. Issa Rae is the female in it. It was okay. I gave it a 3.2 out of a 5. Usually, I like to scale, um, like, rate the movies out of a 5 every time I see something in theaters or Netflix, Amazon Prime. Uh, I gave it a 3.2. I think my wife gave it... Um, I think it was like a 2.6, but it's, I mean, it's a rom-com. It's, it, it, there was a few laughable parts. Um, so I did that. Uh, today I went to a little town called Franklin, Texas. Um, we went to some safari drive through zoo with the kids. They enjoyed it. Um, you just drive through the zoo and there's all these animals running around coming up to your uh, car and you feed them uh, animal food out of a red solo cup. And uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I would su- I mean, I would suggest you take your daughter out there and your wife. Um, it was fun. They had a lot of fun, so that, I, I like seeing that as a pre uh, Father's Day uh, um, little fun activity we did. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, I saw you post on Facebook, and now now my wife wants to go. Um, it sounds fun. We went and did uh, back in. February or March before everything started shutting down out there in um, I believe Stonewall, Texas, out near Fredericksburg, they have the elephants. And so we took uh, my daughter out there and she loved that. Nice. So nice. Um, I was kind of looking online, online where you guys went today and it's, it's a two hour drive. And so that's, we're going to have to yes. make a day out of it because that's four hours of driving time. Uh, I mean, but, it, it didn't really take too long, but with kids in the car, oh, you got to stop like every like 25 minutes. Yeah. So it's longer, you know? Yeah, I saw I saw the pictures on there. It looks pretty cool. All the different animals they got there coming up to your car. So you can, yeah, you can pay like twenty bucks. I mean, they paid twenty bucks. I I waited outside. They uh went inside the baby room. Is what they called it, and they had monkeys uh, climb all over them, and the monkeys were trying to uh, get into my sister in law's backpack. It was it was cool. I saw the videos. <laughs> I didn't. I was I stayed outside, but uh, yeah, they're intelligent, so they were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, monkeys creep me out. Uh. I always remember those stories about them ripping people's faces off, uh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, the yeah. It's not, uh, did they have any uh, tigers like the Tiger King? No, but I, I uh, of course I did hear a Tiger King reference. <laughs> I've never seen it, but somebody had a reference Tiger King while I was there, of course. But, oh, uh, so you need to watch it. At least watch the first two episodes. Um, it's it's a train wreck TV, and you you go into a whole new world of white trash. Yeah, and you don't think it can get any worse, and then and the next minute happens, and you're like, "What the hell am I watching?" <laughs> but <laughs> well, it, it was like so big when it came out. Like people were like, "You need to watch Tiger King." 
on Netflix. And I was like, man, I really don't have any interest in it. And my wife even said that too. And I was just like, eh, just, I might just skip over it and just listen to what y'all have to say and act like I give a damn, I guess. Yeah, the, the, only, we, the only reason I watched it is because I, I remembered Joe Exotic from 2016 when he tried running for president. I I, I, uh, yeah. rem- I remember his little ad that kind of went a little viral. Um, he's a terrible human being. He's currently in prison. Um, I think they they uh, they manufactured some stuff to get him in prison, but he did other things that resulted him being in there that he deserves to be there. So, yeah, I know. I, um, I believe Donald Trump Jr. is trying to get his dad to pardon him or something. Oh wow! <laughs> so he, he was so, that big of a fan from the series. Oh yeah, he I mean, I mean, he, you know that they enjoy their white trash. So <laughs> I actually do remember you showing me that video. Like yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So a few years ago, yeah, I showed it. Uh, he was down there, and he was complaining about Carol Baskins in that video without mentioning her name. So it what all makes sense now. Uh, it's not Joe Exotic, right? It's Joe. I they mentioned on the show. I can't remember. I have to look it up. I'll come back to it. Yeah, that's but, a cool name, but, though. Joe Exotic. Yeah, all because of him uh, having that little uh, farm. So he's. His full name, and remember, he's been married twice. So he and he takes the name of his of his husbands. So he's wow. Joseph, Joseph Allen Maldonado Pas- Passage. So Maldonado was his um, was the husband he had. That uh, now the show framed him as killing himself. Yeah. But the people who were in the room said it was an accident shooting himself. That's spoiler. So. Uh, no, because I mean, wow. he, he, you could tell because he's never interviewed. Everyone else is interviewed, even the guy with three teeth. <laughs> but, <laughs> the memes on that guy. <laughs> yeah. So his 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 legal his his uh birth certificate would be Joseph Allen, uh, Shri Vogel. Yeah, it's. Damn. Uh, yeah, but he's the Tiger King. No wonder he changed it to Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> of course, so. I'd hear a reference out there when I'm at the zoo. <laughs> Oh of course. Yeah. So, um, and then, um, but yeah, I, I, I always tell people watch the first two episodes. It's all, it's not as good after those first two, but episode two was such a, is such a roller coaster in trash. Mm-hmm. You can't look away. I mean, it even has like a, the freaking real life Scarface is, is, is in that episode. <laughs> so it's, God. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting. So, yeah. um I mean, I haven't. I mean, the docu series on there, the documentary. Um, I still haven't even finished the Aaron Hernandez. I saw the first episode, and then I went on a hiatus from it. I don't know why. I just never picked it back up. But I heard that one's pretty good too. So hopefully, I'll eventually get back into that one. Yeah, I never, I never watched that one. I, I know they have that Epstein one out there. My wife watched that. Um, I, I just, I don't, I'm not interested in that because I know that guy was a terrible human being and I really want to know more about what he did because yeah. it's disgusting. Um, I, I think the first real big documentary on Netflix really was the making a murderer. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guy from Wisconsin. Now, again, another person who's in prison for the wrong thing, but he deserves to be in prison. Yeah. So, so well, I've never seen that either. Yeah. I'm a loser. I haven't seen any of this stuff. So now, I will tell you. Um, I, I'm not much of a drinker. Like I will, I will drink if I'm in a social setting. Yeah. That show made me want to drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is so obvious that those police are corrupt in that town, yeah. which I can never step foot in there now because if they hear this, I'm about, I'll be arrested and put away forever. 
but um, they did so much to frame this guy and his nephew, who is really mentally challenged, but they got him in prison for murder. But the which he obviously didn't do it, and so yeah. I mean, after basically they forced him into admitting he did something he didn't do, his first question was. Well, when do I get to leave here? Because WrestleMania is this weekend. I want to watch it. <laughs> Obviously, he has no idea what was going on. Yeah. So I don't like to think too much when I'm watching stuff. Man, I know it sounds weird, but I mean, movies, yeah. But I like to have a good time when I'm watching something and laugh. And because I saw this David Spade movie the other day, uh, The Wrong Missy. It's also with Nick Swartz and it's on Netflix. I like stupid, funny movies like that. Like when, yeah. when I <clears throat> like. When I have to like think about stuff so much, like I tend to like close my eyes and start dozing off. So I don't know. It's hard for me to watch these shows, especially like like how to make uh, how, what's it called? How to making a murderer? Making a murderer. Yeah, that one. Um, stuff like that. You know, like documentaries. Well, like it's hard for me. You, to you don't need to think on Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get I'll get into that. Yeah. But no, um, to get back to what we did this weekend, so I didn't really do much. Um, last night we watched, we finally, it's been out for 12 years, but we finally watched uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know why I never watched it before. I just, I know the premise of the movie, he ages backwards. Um, but they had a lot of big name actors before they were famous in this, which was interesting to watch. And this overall, it was a really good movie. I'm, I'm actually surprised it did not win Best Picture. I know it lost in 2008 to The Wrestler, I believe it was. Yeah, but the, uh, which, I mean, the, I haven't seen that movie either. So I don't know if that how good that one was. So Some I may be years. wrong on that. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. But the, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was, the Benjamin Button was funny. It was sad. It was emotional. It, it it was very, very well done, um, and they and they. It's based off of a short story by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and it's obviously it's nowhere near what the short story was, other than the premise of the movie. But they they did a lot with that short story, and they made it such a great movie with it that, I mean, it. I'll watch it again, but without giving any spoilers, if you have a child, the last ten minutes is going to be hard to watch. Because remember, he ages backwards, okay. and so at the end of his life, he's an infant, and so yeah. yeah. So it's a thinking movie. Yeah, it's well, it, it is, <laughs> but at the same time, it's not because it's like it's it's just a fun fun movie with. I mean, there's a guy, there's an old guy. So the uh, the main thing in the movie is he grows up um, in this uh, retirement home, uh, really, and so. As an old tiny man who was just born, he's around a bunch of old people who are at the end of their life, and he's at the beginning of his. Mm -hmm. And there's this guy who was in there for most of the movie t talking about when he he's been struck by lightning seven times in his life, and every time he says it, they cut to this little grainy like old time movie where you see this guy getting struck by lightning. Oh, okay. And I look forward to seeing all those after the first couple. It was so funny because it's it's like the old silent movie films you see like with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. You see this guy walking in the field all of a sudden get struck by lightning, and that's it's, it's just a two second thing, but it's so funny. And so, um, but yeah, uh, if if you haven't seen that movie, I recommend watching it. If you have seen it but haven't watched it for a while, definitely review it again because it's a really good movie. Yeah, quick favorite Brad Pitt movie. 
Oh my god, favorite Brad Pitt movie. Um, probably Fight Club. Oh boy, I've never seen it. Oh, Dude, I'm my a loser. I'm god. telling you, I've never seen Fight Club. <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm gonna have I, to say like World War Z because I like World War Z, the zombies. Yeah, Brad Pitt was. I like. So. I like. I like that movie too. Yes, um, but I, I think, I mean the 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 twist at the end of Fight Club, for whatever reason, I did not see coming, and normally I can catch those. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just. It was just such a, a weird, quirky movie that I, I, I like that one. I mean, I like the Oceans movies he's into. Although, I, oh my god, I'm a, I'm a loser, dude. So Josh Troy. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. How many so, Brad Pitt movies have you watched? Uh, dude, I uh, World War Z, and then I saw him uh, when I was at my in-laws' house, and uh, I watched like the last fifteen minutes of. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah it looked good. interesting. I'm about to go back and watch that because that's yeah. something that caught my eye. So One of his most recent movies is Ad Astra. Do not watch it. It is terrible. Oh, I've, I've heard of it. But I was like, yeah, eh? it's terrible. I didn't know what the hell it was about. So It's, I mean, all those major stars have to do at least one space movie, and that's his space movie. Oh. And it's not like McConaughey's, was, which, uh, which was good. This one is just. Uh, I don't dig space hard. movies, man. Except Starship Troopers. Now that's a classic. Dude, <laughs> I've never seen it. Star- <laughs> Dude, Starship Troopers, man. Yeah, that's that's a classic. I remember when that came out. I was, I think I was in early like ele- or mid elementary. Ninety five, ninety. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember. I remember those commercials. I never, I, yeah. I just never rented it. I never watched it back when you rented movies. Going to Blockbuster. Yeah, dude. Like, I miss that stuff now. Because, like, I wanted to watch um, The King of Staten Island. And it's 20 bucks. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to spend 20 bucks right now. So yeah. that's how we ended up watching um, The Lovebirds on Netflix. So. Yeah. I, I mean, there are so many movies that I watched in my life because Blockbuster was out of the movie I wanted to see. And I, I kind of miss that now because you log on to Google Play or whatever your streaming service is, you go straight to your movie, you rent it for your three ninety nine, five ninety nine, whatever it is, yep. and you watch it. And there are so many movies that I would have never seen in my life, and it, it's I, I kind of miss going to Blockbuster, walking through, finding movies, finding video games. I mean, I know there's only one left. It's like in Oregon, but I still got my Blockbuster card in my wallet. I mean, oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I think it's dated from 1998. <laughs> wow. I used to actually work at Blockbuster for like two days and that was it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's such an easy concept and they shot themselves in the foot by not thinking Netflix was that big of a deal. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they had an opportunity to buy them and they said no because it's a dying industry and the next thing you know, Blockbuster's dead. What happened to that idiot? Oh, God, he probably went on some some other company and ruined them too. Oh my lord! <laughs> so, wow. all right. Well, with that, um, let's go ahead and jump into the top sports stories. Um, we're gonna start off with some NFL news. Um, I know someone that you've been wanting on your team since the draft, Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, he has officially requested a trade. 
Um, he has listed out some teams he w- wants to be traded to. Basically, if you go and look at the top 10 teams in Vegas as Super Bowl odds, those are the teams he's chosen. Um, who do you think he uh, ends up with, and who do you want to see him end up with? Um, I actually think he ends up with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I know he's from the DFW area, Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, they've been linked to him uh, to get him, and I feel like they can bolster up their defense with Jamal Adams. Strong safety, very good. Um, going back to the draft where the Titans drafted, um, oh my goodness, uh, Corey Davis. Jamal Adams went right after uh, Corey Davis. I hated the Corey Davis pick. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I wanted Jamal Adams from the get-go uh, because our defense stunk at the time. And so I think we had a well, we had Mariota at the time, so he was coming into like his rookie year, or it could have been Jake Locker. But um, some winners there. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Zach Mettenberger as well, former LSU quarterback. <laughs> but I did want Jamal Adams. Um, I know he wants to be traded from the New York Jets. I think he does get moved before if they have a season this year. Um, let me read you the odds. So they have the Ravens at five to two. The Buccaneers three to one, the Cowboys are third, uh, four to one, and the Eagles five to one. Uh, I think he does land with one of those four teams. Um, I have him going to the Cowboys, um, and then a lot of interesting talk too is him going to the Ravens. But uh, we don't know with the whole Earl Thomas situation with him and his wife, and um, that happened about a month ago. So we don't know how that's going to turn out. But yeah, I have him going to Dallas. Um, going back to his hometown. So I think he'd be a good fit with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I I think that would be the best fit for him would be going to the Cowboys, which is why I don't think it's actually going to happen. So in the NFL, when a player wants to go somewhere, it rarely ever happens uh, because a team starts getting leverage and they start undercutting the, the offer and someone else comes in and beats it. So, I would say my prediction right now is the team that always makes those little splashes unknowingly, Kansas City. I think the Chiefs are going to go out there and get him to bolster their defense and try to get that repeat championship this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did that. Uh, I mean, they, they picked up, um, I'm blanking on his name now, the guy from the, from the Rams last year at the trade deadline. Um, they, they, pick up a few little guys to help their defense because they don't need to have a all-star, all-pro defense. All they need is a team, to, a defense that gives up at least 21 points or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as we know, Casey could easily score 35, 40 points a game. So they don't need a great defense, but they need a few great pieces to hold defense together. I think he would be the best fit there, and that could potentially push him over the edge for another title. Man, that would be a bolster in their defense that there would be a tough team to beat if if that does happen I, I think he would only be there for the season and he would leave as a free agent um i don't know if they would have the cap room to sign him to the deal he's going to want mm-hmm. um now they could they could franchise tag him for a couple years but then he's going to be all disgruntled i i think ultimately two years from now he ends up in dallas yeah um but I think he would definitely take a year in Kansas City to get a title before he moves on because that's just going to bolster his contract for whenever yeah. he's due for an, an extension. Their odds are 8-1. to one. And when I read um, 
I, I did say the Philadelphia Eagles, and I, I think it'd be a nightmare for the Cowboys if he went to the Eagles because they just had a oh, yeah. slate. Mm-hmm. So imagine yep. those two back there. Oh my goodness! Like, yep. You might want to consider like the Eagles winning that division if that happens. I already got him winning it in my prediction, so yeah, yeah. all it's going to do is maybe move him up in the standings. Yeah, that would be a good duo back there. So um, the next uh, NFL headline we have um, is out of San Francisco. Debu Samuel, the, the number one wide receiver out there for the 49ers, has broken his foot. Um, he's had surgery. He is um, expected to be out for 10 weeks, so that would put him back. Uh, so that's month and a half, that's going to be well before the season starts. He'd have enough time to kind of get practice, get his legs under him. May start the season kind of slow, but I, I, he would be good to go for most of the season. Do you are, are you concerned, if you're a 49ers fan, that this may linger into the entire season? Uh, yes. I mean, he's one of your star wide receivers. I mean, you also have uh, Kendrick, the speedy Kendrick Bourne, and, and I believe Dante Pettis, but I would... Debo Samuel's number one. Um, he had a great year last year, and losing him is it's is a disaster. So, I believe he got hurt in training drills. Was that was that the case? Yeah, they, he showed up for I think the the voluntary workouts, and he he got hurt. And I think he was uh, trying to catch a pass, and then he just so how came down do wrong. They, do they do they do these offensive drills? Like, come on! Like, if you just took an off season, you, you lost the Super Bowl, unfortunately. And then you took a few months off, and then you go back to do training drills and going to camp. Like you got to slow it down a bit, don't you think? Well, but you see this every year. I mean, every how many year. times does the training camp start up and you see a flurry of ACLs getting torn or Achilles torn getting torn? Yeah, and that usually happens within a week of OTAs. So, so a lot of these players just don't go into the off season thinking, okay, and you get my body ready for next year. They're young, they're healthy. They think, okay, all I need is two weeks before the season starts to get get myself ready. Yeah. He probably start he probably start working out uh, pretty pretty strenuously a few weeks ago, so he put extra stress on his foot to get back into a little bit of game shape for these workouts, mm-hmm. and that could that could weaken it the, the, to a point where he just got hurt by landing wrong. So yeah, <clears throat> and again, it's not a major major injury, but with it being a foot. With it being surgery and with it being on a wide receiver, that's where I would be concerned going into year that this could slow him down a little bit. I think it also, it can also slow down Jimmy G, because your next wide receivers you have okay so Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Ayuk, yeah, and then Dante the rookie. Pettis. Yeah, so how do you, what happens now? You know, like do they go out and get a receiver or do they rely on George Kittle, of course, and Raheem Mostert? They got Tevin Coleman. Um, did they go out and get a receiver? Or how does this offense progress from here? I mean, I think it just it depends on when he shows up in ten weeks. If if it's like if it looks like he's sore, I think they go out and they get they they try maybe trade for an AJ Green. I mean, yeah, but um, with it being Jimmy G, I don't think it really matters how good the receivers are because I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Yeah, I don't I have mean, much, division, so. He's much better quarterback than I ever would be in my life, so don't get me wrong, but um <laughs> but I just don't think he's he's a, a starting NFL quarterback at this point uh, after seeing the way he played with a lot last year. Um that defense was good. 
the defense was good. The running game was surprisingly good, but they traded Matt Breida, who was like their explosive guy out of the back backfield. Yeah. So uh, McKinnon should be back. I know he's coming off a big injury, um, which was another one of those fantasy football guys I drafted in. And a week later, he tears his ACL before the season starts. Of course. Um, so they got a three-headed monster back there with Mostar, Coleman, and uh, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I, I I would be concerned because um, uh, with it being receiver. Again, it's it's a minor surgery, minor injury, but it, it, no one heals the same. And if he hurt himself that this early on, yes, it's a benefit for them instead of hurting him when he shows up to training camp. What could help them out is if the season gets delayed any. So, do you think that's a the, possibility? I, I I do. That that actually leads us into our next topic, uh, Doctor Fauci, um, the leading. Uh, specialist when it comes to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Of course, it depend, depends on which political leaning you have. Some people think he's a hack. Some people think he's he's God, if you uh, want to say. <laughs> but um, hey, he's a doctor, so you have to. He, he's a special a specialist in infectious diseases, so I'm going to give him some credit. Oh yeah. And he says that his concern. He's a, he's a sports guy. I mean, he played sports in college. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look like it, but he did. Um, but he says that if the NFL tries to have games in their own stadiums with their players in their own homes, it's going to fail because someone's going to get sick, which we're seeing right now all over this, all over the country with these the sports teams. I'm going to shut down their, their headquarters. Uh, I'm concerned more than I was a week ago. And he is basically saying that unless you're going to do a bubble like the NBA and the NHL are trying to do, there, he does not expect there to be an NFL season. Now, for me, that's very sad. I'm in the middle of a draft right now for some fantasy football players. Uh, I'm picking players, hoping that there's going to be games. Um, again, health is more important than fantasy football. It's just more of I, that's something a little normal, so I want to see it happen. But at the same time, with how lackadaisical our country is right now in dealing with this and we have so many people who don't think it's serious it's just going to keep spreading yeah. i mean there there's literally a guy in a grocery store today who was talking to the cashier about why he wasn't wearing a mask because he said he read online that the coronavirus dies at 75 degrees i looked at him and i said sir do you do realize it's 65 degrees in the store right now so if I'm sick and I'm not wearing a mask, I'm talking to you, you can get sick. Coronavirus will live inside if you were right. But again, you're wrong. You don't know that. <laughs> you were pissed off that he was holding up the line and you're ready to get out of there? That too. Um, I, I'm more annoyed. I'm one of the guys that gets annoyed if you don't wear a mask out in public. At the zoo, uh, 10% of these people that I saw wore masks. Oh, God. Everybody else did not wear masks. So, like, I had my kids, like, right close to me, and I'm like, come on, bro. Like, put on a mask if you come out here. You're, you're with other people. Of course, it's a drive through so, yes, that's fine. But when you're out in the gift shop and trying to pet the monkeys inside of a room that they have, like, put on a mask, you know? I share an office with someone who thinks that he shouldn't have to wear a mask out in public because it's stupid. <laughs> you work in a freaking hospital. Yeah, that- you see, I tell him how many people are admitted right now with coronavirus every single day. 
it has doubled three times in the last week. I had to go help one of our hospitals open up another unit uh, for they ha- for them to have space for more COVID patients, and you think it's uh, it's uh, it's annoying wearing a mask? Get the hell out of here! <laughs> yeah, there's those people out there, but I mean, this and this is why the right continues to rise. Yeah, I mean, people like that. I think the Alabama governor had it, said it right a few months ago. Uh, she said that if you want to see football this fall, stay home and wear a mask. <laughs> I want her as president. <laughs> At this point, it's like, the, how much more clear can we be? Uh, to the, I have a neighbor here who who is a huge NFL guy, but he he during the whole lockdown, he had parties at his house like three times a week. <laughs> and I told him, I said, if you want to have sports come back, if you want to go back to work, stay home by yourself. Yeah. And now they're trying to plan a freaking block party for Fourth of July. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lock myself inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually are having fireworks over here in my area, so yeah. But I, I might be able to watch them from the house, and they're going to have like exactly. bouncy houses with the kids. So I'm kind of tempted to like not do that to stay away. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I I honestly at this point in time, if you would have asked me a week ago what percent do I think there's going to be an NFL season, I would have told you 80%. Right now, I'm at 30%. And yeah, we'll, we'll go with uh, coming up and uh, with our NHL and MLB talks. Uh, I'll, we'll touch base more on why I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's just the, the fact that half this country doesn't think there's a problem, and then they get sick, and, they, and then they want to uh, overwhelm our healthcare system. Yeah, That's the problem right, we're facing right now. And so... In the NFL, you cannot socially distance in a locker room. In college football, you cannot socially distance. You can't put 105 guys in a locker room and keep a distance of six feet. It's not possible. Yeah, it's not. And it, well, and it takes one guy going to a party, getting sick, bringing it back, and getting the rest of the team sick. Yeah. That's what happened when they went to go train. Yeah. So Dr. I mean, Fossey wants these games, he said, inside of a bubble. So does yeah, that so, mean like the training bubbles that they have? It doesn't mean domes, right? No, 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 no. So it, he's talking about like what the NBA is doing in Orlando. Yeah. Put all these players in a hotel where they are in a bubble away from the rest of the public. You are being tested daily. If you test positive, you're being removed from that bubble to be quarantined. He says that you need to have, like with the NBA, have half the league in Orlando, the other half in Las Vegas or whatever two cities you choose, they are separated from the rest of the public for the entire season. And you have the games held on like three or four fields. at uh, So you have three or four games at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way he feels the entire season is going to be complete. Let's go play in Antarctica. I mean, if they have enough hotel rooms, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way for people, I would think. Well, and that's the problem the NFL is going to face in college football and baseball and all these other sports are going to face because in the NBA, you have a roster of 15 people. They're going to allow 17 with your two-way players. So you have 30 teams by 17, whereas in the NFL, you have 32 teams by 60. Mm-hmm. So having that many hotel rooms, that many tests, entertaining that many players for that long, it's nearly impossible for baseball for hockey, for football. But yeah. NBA is a little more manageable because of the size of their rosters. And that's not 100% preventable of not getting the coronavirus. 
No, it's not. It's, you yeah, can still it's, get it's, it, yeah. Okay, so if three people on five different teams get it, will they shut it down again? Well, I think if they go into a bubble or if the NFL has to decide if they're gonna, if a team has a player get sick, they're going to have to put those players in quarantine and test the rest of the roster every day leading up to game day. And if anyone tests positive, I think you have to postpone the game. Yeah. I don't I just uh, a part of me wants to say, you know what, just just cancel sports just until 2021. But then again, like I love sports. I breathe sports. Yeah. You know, like I love It'd be hard it. to do this show without sports. Oh, it would very well. You might have to do wrestling talk <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but right. just, like like every day I see new stories about Clemson getting tested, 29 players, Texas Longhorns. It's going to continue happening. So just cancel sports because there's going to be no fans. Like, I don't know how this is going to play out, but come on. Like, you got to have some fans. This is mm-hmm. a, a, this is what sports is, you know? That's that's kind of like what I like about the NBA plan because they're going to allow players to go see other games if they're not active games. So like, if, yeah. the Pacers, if the Pacers have an off day, they can go watch the Wizards versus the Nets if they want to. So can at least there'll be a little. I'm sure they could. <laughs> I mean, they have friends all over the league. They have maybe some guys they went to college with might be on those teams. They might go yeah. see and cheer them on. So, or they might cheer. They might cheer for the worst team to win so they can knock off the better team <laughs> for playoff shooting. <laughs> so. Yeah, or like you said in previous episodes, pump up some uh, NBA 2K noise, man. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. Watching some Premier League this morning with those fake crowd noises. It, I mean, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it on Twitter. I, I didn't watch Premier League this morning, but I was probably asleep, honestly. So. Yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. They had a bad loss. Uh, what did they lose to? Uh, like, like some ter- – like, I, I don't remember. It's like some – they have three names, something and something. Oh, boy. And Premier League? They, yeah. It's, it's like one of those teams that are probably like in the bottom third. And they gave up a goal in the 95th minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's coronavirus is affecting them. Yeah. Well, they already were having a down year anyway because they 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 chose mediocrity so they could finish in the top five every year without actually competing for the championship. Yeah. And so it finally caught up to them. The players started retiring, leaving. The coach left. It's just they're barely 500 right now. So. Yeah. Well, good for Europe yeah. for getting their clubs back in there and giving them something to cheer for and all that. Yeah. Because they don't give a crap about NFL, so. Oh, no, no, none whatsoever. I mean, they tried NFL Europe, and that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving into the NHL, which is something that I don't know if we really talked about yet on this show. This is the fifth episode. I think this might be the the premiere of the NHL talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it uh, It actually is. Yeah, so they, they actually had the first plan come out before the NBA did, but it's the NHL, so no one really cares at this point. Um, I love NHL but, uh, playoffs. I love. Oh it. yeah, that's, that's 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 the best. Yeah. But they're talking about finishing in two hubs, so they want to do the playoffs in hub cities, Eastern Conference in one, Western in the other. Uh, Las Vegas is rumored to be one, uh, which I think I heard some of the Eastern Conference teams are going to be going there, and so they're trying to figure out where the West is going to go, which is going to be weird because you may have the Western Conference playing in an Eastern, more Eastern city than Vegas. Yeah, but whatever. Like Toronto, but yeah, but I I know uh, the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau wants the NHL to have a hub in Canada, 
He has offered up Toronto, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Um, nice. Now, I, I think a Canadian city needs to be involved. Um, yes. They are going to make whatever they have to do for waving going across the border happen that, in order to have a hub city there. So um, I think the... I think they may have one of the uh, uh, have a good option. I think they're having twenty four teams come back to have a twenty four team playoff or something. I they, they I never understood when the NHL made their playoff format change a few years back. I still don't understand fully what it is because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not it's not just one through eight. It's like okay, each division winner, uh, the next two, and then two wild cards. I'm like that. You have teams with better records missing on the playoffs because of that, but whatever. Yeah, that's their sport. So. All I know is, tell me who's going to play and what day they're going to play, because I, I can't figure out those those seedings and whatnot anymore. Oh so. yeah, I'm watching either way. Yeah, like I, I but, don't care uh, who has the worst record playing the best team. Like I, I'll still watch. So I mean, because the NHL is the one sport you actually get eight seeds to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 continuously have the number one seeds upset in the first round several years in a row so yeah well canada, canada has to, i would think canada does have to have a hub because canadians love their hockey you know so like the majority of the fans you know canada has to have a hub either if any other like the uh, vancouver uh is it the canucks who's the canucks yeah. vancouver yeah yeah so you know if, if they're team. in their own town you like vancouver canucks yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is new to me. Back at, back in the '90s, when they lost in Game Seven to the Rangers, um, for some reason, that was really like the first year I watched hockey, and I didn't. I mean, I never lived in a city when I watched hockey that actually had a team. Like I lived in Dallas, but I didn't watch hockey when I lived in Dallas. But I really started watching when I moved to Indiana, and so it's like, okay, which team am I going to cheer for? And for whatever reason, I liked the word Canucks. And they were in the Stanley Cup final, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna root for the Vancouver Canucks. Damn. And and they they had a. I also like kind of like Boston Bruins. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Um, but they, I remember they lost in Game Seven to the Rangers, and that was like the first year I watched hockey. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna root for these guys. Yeah. And they did nothing for like for like 15 years and then they had a small window where they were like the one seed every single year and they would always lose in the playoffs yeah I mean, they lost the bruins in, in i think game seven and then i think they rioted that year because they lost again <laughs> but um yeah yeah it's, it's just with it being hockey i want to see a canadian team win it um, eventually, I mean, because it's it's one of those where it's like it's it's sad because it's been so long since, since a team has won the Stanley Cup from Canada. Well, they have like I six think, teams. Or something uh, like I mean, that. well, they have. I mean, let me think about it. So they have Vancouver, one. Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal. That's five. That's five. Um, and I feel like I'm missing somebody. Are the Winnipeg Jets? Are they new? Or they've always had a team. So so Winnipeg moved to. Uh, they moved to Phoenix and became the Coyotes. Okay. And then okay, I yeah. that then I believe the Atlanta Thrashers moved to Winnipeg to become the Jets again. Okay. Cause... So the cur- the current Jets are not the original Jets. Why would you want to move a team to Arizona? A Money hockey team. Uh, well, why Tampa Bay? I mean, why does Tampa Bay have a team? Why does Miami have a team? Well, that's true. 
<laughs> but that goes back to tradition, man. You know, Miami yeah. Dolphins, 1970s, and all that. Yeah. Now, it's it's one of those where I, I don't know the specifics of why they moved to, to Phoenix. I think it was a money grab. And they were trying to expand to more cities to get a bigger fan base, and it just didn't really work in certain cities. Like, like uh, Phoenix had a couple good years, but most only reason people went there is because they were coached by Wayne Gretzky, I think. Yeah. And they they became GM and he ran into the ground, much like Jordan <laughs> did when he became a GM. And so in the NBA, so the greatest hockey player of all time. Yeah, and the, the team that I missed the most from the old NHL. Is the Hartford Whalers? They they be. You ever heard of them? The Hartford Whalers. It sounds like an NFL never, team. Oh man! So the Hartford Whalers. Uh, that's where the uh, Carolina Hurricanes used to be. Hartford Whalers. Mm, okay. And uh, Hartford's such a small city, but they love their hockey. Yeah. But they th- they took a money grab by going to a bigger city, which was Carolina. Now th- they've had success in Carolina. Uh, but Hartford, I just remember, I mean, I love their logo. I mean, the little H with the whale, a W on there. Um, but yeah, like those old hockey teams. I mean, I, I, I remember I, I had like an uh, NHL 97 video game or whatever. and was I that always Sega? Because cho- I used to play oh, yeah. on Sega. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And awesome. so I, I, I'd always choose like the those obscure teams, like the Hartford Whalers or stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's they they moved the teams around a lot to where it's like i for, sometimes i forget there's no team in atlanta anymore uh, uh, i i don't even know if there's a nashville team anymore i think there is but i'm not sure oh yeah the predators i, but I don't know if they move i mean no no I don't know. like they love the predators in nashville cuz okay, i was yeah. there like they had predators plastered everywhere like on the building at okay, the Bridgestone yeah. arena and yeah and i mean my my brother isn't like eh, he's not really a big hockey fan but when he lived in Cary, north carolina he would um He'd go to Raleigh and he would go to the Carolina Hurricanes games. And so yep. this last uh, last year, last t- two years, when they went, when they were close to going to the championship, the atmosphere he said was unbelievable. Like he had a I'm blast sure. at those games. And, and I, I saw I th- the videos, and it, it looks fun to actually go to a live hockey game. So yeah, I think um, in the NHL, the Hurricanes logo might, might be my favorite. Oh, that red black hurricane. The, 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 the red hurricane. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I think they have the the best logo in in, in hockey. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone I like. I would like more in that. I mean, of course, you have the classics like the L.A. Kings. Oh, the or Anaheim Ducks. The St. Louis Blues. But remember, they changed it. It's not. It's not the they old Mighty the Ducks. Yeah, that pissed yeah. me off because when I was yeah. growing up, obviously we watched the Mighty Ducks, Gordon Bombay yeah. and Charlie and Goldberg and the Bash Brothers, like. Why would they change it? Because they want to get more of a they want a mean duck look, I guess. <laughs> well, the, the 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 logo now doesn't really look intimidating. Like it looks kind of stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, but did the cartoon Mighty Ducks look intimidating? Hey, it's classic, man. <laughs> I th- I think they want to differentiate themselves from the old movie with Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> the Coach Bombay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I love that movie. All right. Um, but but with the NHL, um. I don't know if you saw, but the Tampa Bay Lightning had to close their training facility because they had a COVID outbreak. Um, I think that puts their little hub idea into flux because they they need to be able to get the players into the hub healthy to prevent it from spreading. And right now, with how much is spreading in this country and a lot of these cities have 
these training facilities, I mean, you got, you got to do some work to get them there uh, before you get them into the, into the little bubbles. Because if they if they come in the bubble stick, it's just going to spread inside it. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, of course, it, it, it's going to continue to rise. And then we're going to continue hearing and seeing more stories come out. So, yeah. oh boy, it's going to be an interesting end of the year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's it's already been a crazy first half. I'm sure the second half is gonna be just as crazy too. Yeah, 2020 sucks. <laughs> it, it does. does. So. Like, start off with Kobe, and I mean, nothing's good has come out of this, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I guess it's pretty good for cornhole. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're making money, all right. Yeah, they are. So is Johnson. Right, uh, I think they're sponsoring that cornhole tournament. I think they sponsor. I think I think they did the, the title sponsor for the entire like how you saw the Winston Cup or the Nextel Cup in NASCAR. I think it's it's the Johnsonville Tour or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and their name is plastered everywhere, so people are like, "Ooh, yeah. I want to look this up, and I'm gonna buy some of their products." Hey, it's summertime. I need to grill out some sausages. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So moving into, we'll touch a little bit on the NBA. Um, they had a plan come out. I think it's like a 105 page document like Woj and Shams kind of broke it down. Um, they're going to house the players uh, in three hotels uh, broken up by seating. Um, the bubble teams that are possibly going to get into the playoffs are all in one hotel. Cause that way I think their goal is to get down to just two. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're going to have all kinds of entertainment options, DJs, barbers, movie screenings. They're going to allow them to have all access out into the park whenever there's no uh, guests there. So they 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 have a whole plan in place to keep these players entertained in case they are in this bubble for three months or four months, and I believe that they are allowing for uh, some family members to join them. Um, I think they're going to arrange to have some visitation if they don't join them for the full time, but they can go into a quarantine for two weeks and then uh, join them in the park. So the NBA really thought this through. Adam Silver really listened to a lot of the players of what they wanted to do and what they what they wanted to see. And personally, I would love to go into this bubble. It sounds like a lot of fun to me. Sounds pretty sweet, um, man. But again, a lot of these players want to make sure they can get their message out there with what's going on in this country, with social oh, yeah. du- justice. Mm-hmm. I think the NBA is going to tell them they can have whatever idea they want out there. They, if they want to have press conferences, if they want to do interviews, go for it. They're going to accommodate. They're going to help them out. Yeah. Um, I know they've set a deadline. I think it's the I think it's June twenty third or twenty sixth. A player has to let their team know if they are not going to go to the bubble. So. So they have to like submit an official roster by July third, July first, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, so that gives them a chance uh, to look out for potential free agents. And so and I touched on this a lot last week. Um, they are going to allow any player who is in the G League on a two-way contract or were on an NBA roster during the season. Gotcha. So players like Darren Collison, Lance Stevenson, Jamal Crawford are not eligible to join teams because they were not on any rosters this year at all. Yeah. So um, I, I think this opens up uh, some windows for some of these G League players who are NBA fringe players to go and try to earn themselves a full-time contract if they can go out there and replace some of these players. Like I know for the Pacers, um, Justin Holiday says he's 50, 50, not sure if he's going to join or not. Cause he feels that he wants to be able to go out there and 
join these peaceful protests and get his message out there. Um, that might help some of the guy, the two way contract guys for the Pacers get some playing time. Yeah. Um, I know Oladipo, uh, he's going to try to get back into training, uh, to get his knee, making sure his knee can hold up because he rehabbed, played 13 games, and had to shut it down. He's got to get going again. He's got to make sure his knee is not going to flare up. And so he may not yeah. play if he's having any kind of problems, which basically you might as well end the Pacers season right then and there if he's not going to play. Yeah. But um, I think it would be a good test for him because it's, it's been, I think, 18 months or since the injury or 14 months since the injury. So this would be a good test. If there's any problems, it's going to be a long-term problem. That can help the Pacers because he's due a contract extension after next season. So if he's, his knee is still giving problems, they may, they may look to move him. If his knee is fine, then they can look to extend him. That's so. a big decision for Oladipo. I mean, and I saw that when I was watching uh, UFC tonight um, on the bottom, the ESPN ticker. Yeah. He just wasn't sure if he was going to come back. Yeah, because he's, he's, he has to make sure his knee is going to hold up. And I don't yeah. blame him. I mean, so that it's was, been about like a year and a half or a year. Yeah, he, he got hurt in January of last year. Okay. So, so I think it's like about seventeen months now. Uh, he he came back a little over a year after the injury, and remember, he is only the second NBA player to have this injury in the history of the league. That's crazy. The yeah, the only other player to have this injury. Oh, I'm sorry, third player. The only two players to have this injury was um i believe it was tony parker but tony parker was 10 years older than oladipa was when he got hurt and charles barkley in the final final year of his of his career so mm. you never saw an, a player as young as oladipa come back from this injury so he's really the test to see how he rebounds yeah i mean the pacers obviously would love to see him on the court so uh, i don't know man like like you said with the social justice team and and injuries like it's going to be hard to tell, like, who's actually going to win the championship. Of course, you have the Milwaukee the Bucks. I was going to say Brewers, but the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's hard, you know, because like, you got you to think, like, these players have to announce to their, their coaches or owners saying, like, hey, I'm in. I'm going to play or no, I'm out. I'm going to sit out. Because ha- they have that official roster has to be submitted by July 1st, I think I read. So you got to – you got to prepare like now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the, the nice thing is I know you always complain about how we always know who's going to win the title every single year. <laughs> well, yeah. going into this, going into this year, there's like a, a legit eight or eight to 10 teams that had a chance at winning a title. And right now I think any team's capable at this point because everyone's on equal playing field there. There's no home courts. There's no advantages. You're out there. You're gonna play raw talent. You're gonna play with your teammates, and you don't know who all is gonna be joining you from your team right yet either. So, it, it, I think this this is good for the NBA because anyone can win. If I if I'm a fan of the if, of the Orlando Magic, my team has a chance. Whereas before, it's like okay, they're gonna lose in the first round. Yeah, we don't know that anymore. I mean, it's it's legit. Like anyone that. can win it. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so moving on to um, the college football world. Uh, you touched base on this a little earlier. There are a lot of players who are reporting to campus and they're testing positive. Uh, Clemson had 28 or 29 players in a day come back as positive. Yeah. What, what do, you th- do you think we're going to have a season? Um, so 
maybe about a month ago when we had our first episode. Obviously, it was like in the 90%. Um, now, on June 20th, it's down to like 50 because of the cases spiking and Clemson and Texas Longhorns and Marshall and, you know, it's going to continue to, to rise and, and unless you obviously, you know, wear a mask, quarantine, don't go out, don't be stupid. Um, and then you have to go, you have to think about, it's about to be July, so you're going to have to start practicing for August and se- September, which I think late August was probably like the opener for some teams. Um, it concern is it's very concerning. So it's down to fifty percent. I, I I don't. That's what I'm at right now. Um, I guess we can track it obviously within a month, month and a half, and see where it goes. But if it continues to happen, I, I think I don't know if they're gonna push it back or not. That's the thing. Like, do you think they're gonna push it back, or they're actually gonna try and start in August, late August or September? Well, they they need to start as soon as possible because. We're going to get into flu season, and we've already had a bad year last year mixed with COVID-19, and who knows what's going to look like this year if we don't have a vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I do not think there's going to be a college football season because I, the more these t- these players are showing up to campus, trying to get an 18- or 19-year-old kid not to go to a house party, it's going to be impossible. Yeah, exactly. And so – if you're not going to put these players in a bubble, and again, we talked about the problems with the NHL, MLB, with NFL. There's so many players on a, on a college football team. You can't socially distance in a locker room. You can't socially distance on campus when if you're in classes. You're going to want to party with your friends. You don't want to lose that college experience. Mm-hmm. There's going to be kids getting sick every week this year and like Clemson had 28 at one time that is a lot. now knowing Dabu Sweeney I mean he may be trying to get all his players sick right now so they can get healthy by the time the season starts mm-hmm. so that way they won't, won't lose anybody for any games I want to put it past them to try that but uh, do I think he's doing that no but I mean College football coaches are pretty shady nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they um, already had like the first cancellations. I think it was like Southern University canceled their game in Detroit on September 5th against Tennessee State. Yeah. Um, I, there's, there's a couple other games that have been canceled Florida AM, um, home openers, uh, they're prohibited from playing before September 12th. So, we already have like some major cancellations in the college football world. So, yeah. Since half the, uh, a little over half this country has governors of a certain political party that are opening everything up, knowing these numbers are going up. I mean, I showed you, I showed you the stats. They're hiding corona cases and pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas had uh, thirteen hundred people die last year in pneumonia, twelve hundred the year before. This year, four thousand. Okay, that's that's a little shady to me. Florida, same thing. Um. <clears throat> Things are going to keep opening. These players are still going to be at risk. These coaches are going to be at risk. Campuses, are, I think, are going to get shut down again. I don't think we're going to have a season. Um, I think college football co- college football is going to be a casualty this year. And it's going to be a shame because we're going we're to miss a lot of these players' senior seasons. They're going to go straight to the NFL. 
Um, but there's just too there's too many teams, too many players to do a bubble. I mean, one college football team to be put in and put in a bubble is gonna have more players than the entire NBA when it comes to coaches and training and whatnot. So what are we gonna do with the, ourselves if everything gets canceled? Well, it sounds like we're going to at least get the NBA because they're being smart about it. If, <laughs> if if the NHL can get to their hub cities healthy, we're going to have at least the NHL playoffs. Uh, NFL. Yeah, okay. a- NFL. Um, if we can get a vaccine by, by January, uh, I think they open everything back up. All right, scientists. Hurry up. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be the real hero, okay? Yeah, but the uh, – um, the the college football and the NFL I have my most concerns about because they are not planning for any bubble idea. They're not planning for any kind of quarantine idea. They're expecting everything to be fine. They're going to play their games in their own stadiums. I'm sorry. it's It takes one janitor to touch one thing to get half the team sick. Yeah. So, so I, what, don't know, what, I don't know. I don't know. I just think. When does it get to a point where you just say, okay, shut it down? College, NFL. So, I think if there's any problem with the NBA or the NHL, that's it. They they have to shut it down. God. If they can if they cannot successfully do it in a bubble, there's no way they can do it outside of a bubble. No yeah. way. And so, with the NFL, I mean, if they if they if they test their players and they they make a rule where they have to sit out, who knows what's going to happen? Like Green Bay Packers start five and zero, and next thing you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams get tested positive. Yeah, there there are some people who test positive for coronavirus who test positive for two months. There's people who are getting out of the hospital after two months of being sick. There are people, there's a guy I read a story on who tested positive. He was in the hospital for a week. They sent him home because he was fine. He had an on and off again fever and he tested positive every week for eight weeks. Jesus Christ. The Packers season would be devastated if they lost Aaron Rodgers for that long. And Devonta Adams. I mean, college football would be devastated if Trevor Lawrence was out for two months. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. And potentially, like next year's number one pick. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, right now, if I am Trevor Lawrence, I am sitting out, even if they do play. I am keeping myself in a bubble. I am dropping out of college. I'm going to sit at home, sign some sponsorship deals to get my some paychecks to come in and pay for some stuff yeah. and train for next year. Because the last thing I would do if I am the, the clear cut number one draft pick is to go out there and get sick and lose 30% of my lung function. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you're barely, you're barely going to play in the NFL after that. If I am a NFL eligible player in college football, I am stopping what I'm doing right now and telling the coaches thank you, but I'm going home. Yeah, don't rile up those Clemson Tigers over there, okay? Well, I mean, at this point, they're all going to be sick and they're going to be over it, and so <laughs> they'll easily have a season there. That might that might give some of these other coaches an idea. I'm, I'm sure up there in uh, 
uh, Lincoln Riley is probably going to say, hmm, let me get all my players sick right now so I can get the training next month. Yeah. So. And I know high school football is about to pick back up, so there might be some I don't, states. I, you don't, I don't count on it. No. I don't think so either. I, I don't think they're. I don't think kids are going to be on campus. If they do, maybe for a month. Mm-hmm. All it's going to take is for a couple kids to get sick. The school's going to shut everything down and send everybody home again. Yeah. So, so do you even attempt to try and start it up, or what do you do? They're going to try it. Yeah. I mean, because that's. I mean. I hate to say this, but we have leaders across this country right now that would rather have a healthy economy than healthy citizens. And True. they would they would risk our kids' lives by sending them to school to say, see, everything's fine. Who Don't ignore that number that keeps rising of, of positive cases and deaths. Everything's fine. Kids are back in school. What a shame. Yeah. Huh. So, speaking of a shame, <laughs> next is MLB. So, do you want to give us an update on the latest? Well, the latest is it looks like they're going to play a season. So, I mean, going off last weekend, it was either, what the hell are you talking about, Rob Manfred? You said that you weren't certain that they were going to play a season. Okay, 24, 48 hours passed, and it looked like they almost had a deal done. I go to Twitter. I'm looking at all these MLB beat writers saying, no, 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 no. There's not a deal close to being done. So I was happy. I was sad. I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, I think they are going to play season now, um, 60 games at the most, uh, at full prorated salaries. There's either two options. So you're either going to accept a 60-game offer with expanded playoffs um, along with a them not file a grievance, or you're going to reject it and have Rob Manfred make up a schedule. And Either way, bring on baseball. We're ready for it, but I know uh, the Phillies had tested positive yesterday, I believe, um, and they're about their spring training facility is about two and a half miles away from uh, Toronto's. I think it's in Dunedin, 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 Florida, something like that. Um, so pretty much they shut down all the spring training complexes, and basically they're gonna have spring training if a baseball season does happen at their home ballparks. So that's the latest right now. I thought they're gonna have maybe a deal done by today. Um, we'll see how tomorrow goes, but at right now, I'd put it at sixty-five percent that they're gonna have a baseball season. So, I've been trying to follow this whole MLB thing between the players' union and, and the owners. It's a mess. And all, all I'm, all I'm gonna say is. It's Lee Corso's not so fast. Because <laughs> you had Rob Manfred saying, 100% we're going to have a season. Well, not so fast. <laughs> Next thing you know, uh, now I'm not sure there's going to be a season. Not so fast. Okay, now they're, they are going to have a season. Well, not so fast. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> I would say, yes, they're close to a deal. They have the two options. The players are going to vote. And they could vote no and basically tell Rob Manfred, tell us when to show up. Tell us the schedule. Tell us to show up so we can grieve and file a grievance against you for our earlier discussion. Because they're so close to a new collective bargaining uh, discussion that they don't want – neither side wants to give up anything that might be used as leverage in those discussions. 
So they're holding this season hostage over next year's collective bargaining discussions. That is not, that's going to lose fans. I'm annoyed by it. I mean, I, you heard my little rant last year or last week about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yes, they are close to having a dis- decision on that they're going to play. But once again, Lee Corso, not so fast. Phillies shut down the facility. Some other teams have some positive cases. They shut down all facilities and they're going to send everyone back to their home stadiums to train. Well, guess what? There are teams in Florida, there's teams in Arizona, there's teams in Texas, yeah. there's hot spots. doesn't matter where you train, there's people who are leaving the stadium, going to the grocery store, picking up an orange, and getting sick. Yeah. So, all I have is Lee Corso echoing in my head. Between the discussions about the collective bargaining agreement, fighting over money, fighting over how many games. They're fighting over 10 games right now. I know. 10 games and asking the players to waive their right to file a grievance because they don't want to lose anything in the collective bargaining agreement. If there is a season at this point, yes, I'm desperate enough for sports that I will watch it. I will not like it. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be upset with baseball, are gonna watch it begrudgingly, and to go back to what I think what somebody said in our first episode, this is the best case scenario for the Astros, the Red Sox, the Yankees because there's gonna be no fans in the stadiums, no one to boo about their cheating, and they're gonna hope that a full year will pass that we'll forget about it. It's not going to happen. Of course not. It's going to be with them forever, pretty much. Every, <laughs> every game, player, every, year, every player, every player who is named in it, any coach is named in it, it's going to follow them for the rest of their career. Yep. And AJ Hinch is going to be coming back if they don't have a baseball season. Yeah, he's a terrible manager though, so no one's <laughs> going to sign him. Well, also too, like, so they also have to figure out a plan, like the NBA, for all this stuff. You know, so you got to put a plan in place. Tell them when, where, what's going to happen. And tick-tock, like the time's ticking. Mm-hmm. you got to hurry up and finish the deal. So if I am if I am Major League Baseball, I'm going to pull a Dana White. I, I want to find an island <laughs> where I can erect some small stadiums real quick or go to an island that has, like the Caribbean's full of them. There's so many resorts down there that no one can go to because everything's closed. Put them on an island. Put them, put them on an island and play those games out there, isolated from everybody. That way you don't risk a player, Mookie Betts, going to the grocery store and someone coughing on him. And the next thing you know, half the Dodgers are sick. Yeah. You, you don't risk having Mike Trout going to Lowe's to go get something for his house and some guy saying, oh, the coronavirus dies in 75 degrees when they're staying in a 60-degree building. <laughs> Put them on an island where they're isolated. They cannot go anywhere and let them play the games. If they don't put baseball, if they don't put football in a bubble, they will not have a complete season. Yeah, and unfortunately, like unfortunately for them, the cities who are capable of pulling that off are current hotspots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Florida, all the cities in Florida, 
Arizona has become a hotspot. Cities in Texas have become a hotspot because they have incompetent governors who think everything is fine because they're in election years and they don't want to hurt their political parties. Yeah. And so then, you, I mean, like, there's a city like Indianapolis. Everything's within walking distance. They has plenty of hotel rooms that they can put these players in. You have cities like that that can accommodate that, but they're going to look for the Arizonas. You're going to look for the Tampa Bays because they, for whatever reason, they think, okay, warmer weather climate will be able to handle this, keep our players more entertained. Now, put them in, put them in Helena, Montana, where there's like a population of like 20,000 people. Isolate them there and let them play their games. Do is is uh do we anyone know if Field of Dreams is still up? I think they stopped constructing <laughs> that thing <laughs> because that game was like right around the corner from now. Yeah, they stopped I mean, construction on that. Is, is the one from the movie still up at least? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go play him out there in the middle of a cornfield. Oh, that'd be cool for that house that that, that those people own. Oh yeah, sit there and watch from the windows. Yeah, you get every game of the season. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Field of Dreams. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I right now the only sports I, if I had their if I had put a percentage of if they're gonna play and complete their seasons, NBA ninety percent they're gonna play and complete, NHL eighty percent, college football thirty percent, NFL fifty percent, and baseball I put forty percent. Uh, just makes you sad, man. Like cornhole one hundred percent. Corn, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't see anything else on that on ESPN besides cornhole. Is there? Is there cornhole? Cornhole and thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty. The same last dance keeps replaying over and over again. Although uh, we just had that anniversary of the OJ uh, White Bronco, so they played that one again. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I think it was. Was it? Was it yesterday? Or was it Friday? Friday, I think, was the anniversary of that. He's actually a good follow on Twitter. If you don't follow him, uh, I don't know. You stay away from that. He's funny. He's funny during fantasy football season. Correct. I mean, very funny. Yes, but at the same time, is I don't want to glorify a known murderer. I mean, he committed a terrible crime, and I know he was found not guilty. That's correct. Okay, that's that's BS. <laughs> All the evidence was there. He murdered two people viciously. I am not going to give him to follow. I'm not going to engage in any of his videos because I'm sure he posts videos and he gets paid by the number of views he has. Yeah. I'm not going to attribute to that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I respect him as a player. Yeah. He was a hell of a football player. I liked him in the Naked Gun movies. He was funny <laughs> in that. Yeah. But he was a he's a very vicious man outside of that, outside the public view. I'm just not going to help him live his life whenever I know he belongs in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, I he think belongs next funny, to, so. He belongs next to Tiger King. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right. Um, that really covered, we hit all the topics. Uh, um, there's anything you want to add or any, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, nothing really. As I saw that Dallas go, go there, got sucker punched in a South Dakota bar today oh my god last night so he's recovering really? he's at home now but just to go up and sucker punch it had to be an altercation so just was like, it uh, was it Ertz for taking all of his touches 
<laughs> the two-headed tight end monster, man. Big Zach Ertz, number one. Man, that ruined me. That ruined me last year. Yeah. Zach Ertz killed me. So, all right. So with that, I guess we will go ahead and wrap up this week. Um, it's uh, we're filming or recording this on Saturday night. We normally do it Sundays, but we want to give ourselves Father's Day off because we're both going to be celebrating with our families. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, this pro- this will probably still go up on Monday. Um, I'll probably do my editing tomorrow. So um, uh, I hope you guys are enjoyed your weekend because it's going to be post Father Day when you hear this. Um, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, Cr Drubert, D R U B E R T. You are at uh, Daniel underscore Cabrera, C A B R E R A nine. All right, and then hit us up on our Box Kickers Pod at box kickers pod. Um, we, we're going to start utilizing that, that account more. Um, go ahead and send us your questions, send us any tweets, anything you want to think about, give it a follow, interact with it. We'll be, we'll be active on, I got active on my phone. I just, uh, haven't had much to talk about because there's not much sports going on. So, um, but yeah, um, as sports stuff's coming back, we'll be more interactive on that. Um, any topics you want to hear on the show, let us know. Um, I know we had some requests for some more wrestling talk. Um, we, we, we thought about squeezing this show, but there wasn't really a whole lot other than negative uh, stories. We might dive into that next week when we know more about it. Um, but if there's anything else you can think about, just let us know. Um, so with that, um, thank you for joining us on episode five and we will see you next week. Thank you. Peace.